Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Speaker Lab Podcast. My name is Grant Baldwin. Good to have you here with us today. Hey, listen, whether you are a brand new speaker, you're just getting started, maybe you've been at it for a while and you're figuring out how to up your speaking game, your speaking business, you've come to the right place. Glad that you have joined us today on the Speaker Lab. Hey, in the month of April, as you may know, we are doing 30 episodes in 30 days, one episode every single day. And uh, today we got a great episode for you. We're doing a lot of listener Q&A where uh, you are submitting your question. I am giving you my two cents, my answer. And so we got a, a good question today about getting your first website set up. It's one of the things that we talk a lot about on, on all of our shows and trainings is that you got to have a website. If you don't have a website, you don't exist. So make sure that you have a website. But if you're someone who's just like, I don't have a website, I'm kind of intimidated by websites. I'm still running off AOL dial-up. I just don't know what to do with how to create or how to create a website. This is the episode for you. So in this episode, we're going to go through what you need to have on the website, six elements that you need to include, uh, what we recommend for getting the site actually built and created and set up. If you're just someone who's like, I, I want to hire someone, I have no idea how to find someone though, or someone that could help me, I'll give you several recommendations on that as well. So I think you're going to want to check out this site. Even if you already have a site, it would be good to listen through this episode so you can hear some different things that you want to make sure that your site is including right now. Uh, and ways that you can make it better. Hey, in addition, uh, we're going to talk through some stuff about your site, but let me also remind you, if you haven't already, you definitely want to join our free private Facebook group. Again, it's a totally free group. There's over 3,500 speakers there because especially as you get your site going, it's helpful to get some feedback, to ask questions, to be able to have a place where you can find some support from other speakers. And that is exactly what that group is. You can find that group over at thespeakerlabgroup.com. Again, that is thespeakerlabgroup.com. Again, it's a totally free private group on Facebook, place for you to connect and ask questions with other speakers. So definitely check it out over at thespeakerlabgroup.com. All right, so let's get into it. We are again on episode 36. Today we're talking about getting your very first speaking website set up. So let's get into it. All right, today's question comes from Becky Lang, who asked this, says, I do not have a website or a blog yet. What is your suggestion on how to get it started? Let's get it started. Yeah, you remember that song? She, this isn't part of her question. This is just me, just doing something weird. Who sang that song? Let's guess. Uh, was that uh, Black Eyed Peas? Is that right? Are they still around? Do they still sing? Scratch that. We're leaving all this in. All right, Becky's question. <laughs> I don't have a, a website or a blog yet. What's your suggestion on how to get it started? I think I would rather hire it than set it up myself initially. Should I use WordPress or something else? All right, good question here, Becky. Now, first of all, let's start with this. A website is absolutely a must for any speaker. If you don't have a website, you don't exist. 
for most businesses, especially a personal brand like a speaker, if you don't have a website, most people don't take you seriously. You know, so if I were to, if I was running a conference and I was looking at hiring you and, and we'd been talking, I was like, Hey, I'd love to check out your site. And you're like, well, I, you know, I don't have a site or it's not done yet, or I'm working on it. I don't know. It's just hard to take you seriously. Like if you don't have this in place, then, then are you really serious about being a speaker? So a website is absolutely a must. Now you want to put some energy and effort into your site and not just like throw something up there and slap something up there that you threw together because whether we like it or not, people judge books by their covers. Okay. Think of it like this. If you were considering buying some type of, of product or service and you were to go to that, you know, that company's website and the website sucks, you would assume what? you would assume that the product probably sucks too. Now that may be entirely inaccurate, but that again, whether we like it or not, that's what we subconsciously do. So if your site looks bad, potential decision makers may also assume that you're just not a quality speaker, that you're not a good speaker. And so you want to make sure that you really think this through, that you do it sharp. Doesn't necessarily mean that you need to spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on this fancy custom website. But if you're going to do a website, which you need to, then you need to make sure it looks good. It needs to look sharp. So first of all, before we get into like how you actually create it, let me just give you a couple thoughts here on the, on the website itself that you want to be thinking through. Number one is this. Is, uh, number one is I recommend that you use your name as the domain. Use your name as the domain. Now you can go buy a domain from you know GoDaddy or, or one of those sites, uh, but when you're creating a speaker site, remember that you are the product. You are the brand. You're not selling some type of third-party widget or tool or something. Like you're the product, and so use your name as the domain. Now, if if possible, all right. Now we'll we'll go into this in more depth in another episode, I'm sure. Like you know, should I use the .co or the .org or the .net or the .tacos or I don't know, is that a thing? That might actually be a thing. That would not surprise me one bit if .tacos was actually a thing. Anyway. I digress. It's so important, in fact, uh, that I actually bought GrantBaldwin.com from another guy, coincidentally named Grant Baldwin. So uh, that was an interesting, fun phone call to make that night. And thankfully, he sold it to me for not an exorbitant rate, actually, only like 300 bucks, if I remember right. But in fact, it's so important. I purchased the domain names for my wife and all three of my daughters. So today, I'm just going to squat on those until they need them back. And then I will sell it back to them for a ridiculous amount of money. And I'm really excited about that. So I recommend, number one, that you use your name as the domain. Second thing, number two, is to put yourself in the position of the client. What would you want to see on a speaker's site that would give you confidence in booking them? Like again, just put yourself in the position of the client. Like browse around other speaker sites and just get a sense of like, uh, you know, do I do I like this site? Do I trust this speaker? Do they seem like they are a reputable speaker? Do they seem like they would do a good job? Or do I just get the impression that I don't know, their site isn't sharp, therefore I'm not sure if if they're going to be a good speaker. So put yourself in the position of the client. And then number three, on a related note, is to visit other speaker sites to determine what it is that you like and don't like. Now, most of us, we aren't good at describing what we're looking for whenever we're creating a website. You know, um, I'll give you an example. My sister is a uh, graphic designer. She's done most of the stuff that you see. If anything on our stuff looks good, she she did it. So she did the artwork for the podcast. She does the, the speakerlab.com website, the grantbaldwin.com website. A lot of our stuff she does. And as a side note, uh, she, uh, it's currently she's not taking on any freelance clients. So, so don't ask. But whenever I'm wanting her to create something and I go to her, kind of the running joke is, 
I don't really know what I want if I'm creating something new. I just want it to look good, right? And so the joke is like, can you just make me a cool website? Can you just make me an awesome website? Well, that doesn't work. Like that's extremely subjective. So what looks good to her may not look good to me, right? And what looked good to you may not look good to the client that you're wanting to hire you. So a good way to figure out what your what your site should look like and what should it, it should include it's just to visit other speaker sites to determine what works, what doesn't work, what resonates. Don't copy. Don't just be like, hey, this speaker site, I want you to make the same thing. No, 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 don't do that. That's not cool. Like put your own flavor, put your own spin on it. But it's good to get some examples of what you like or different pieces that you like. You know, I don't like this whole site, but I like the font of this one. Or I like how they've got the images over here and the text over there. You know, just some of those just, just layout things that gives a designer something to work off of. So again, those are just some big picture things to think about with your site. Let me quickly walk through six elements that every speaker site should include. Six elements that every speaker site should include. First of all, number one is that your, your site needs to have pictures, like actual pictures. Don't just have a bunch of text, like text heavy doesn't work. So I recommend if you're going to do pictures, do uh, speaking pictures are better than promotional pictures. Now your promotional pictures are, you know, you with your arms crossed, looking all suave and sexy, leaning against the brick wall. Like that's cute, but you, those glamour shots are nice, but I prefer like actual speaking pictures. So by including like actual speaking pictures, it provides some social proof. Like, okay, this person's done this before. This is not, this is not like their first rodeo. So speaking pictures is really, really good. Second thing that your site should have is recommendations recommendations. Now, when you're getting started, you want to get recommendations from, from like anyone that's heard you speak. Even if you just have two or three or four, the more often you speak, the more recommendations you get, the more you can add to your site, but just getting a couple things up there of people that you've worked with or people that have seen you speak that gives you some level of credibility is a good thing in the beginning when you're just getting going. Third thing that you want to have on your website is your bio, your bio. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. Now, this is something you've heard me say before, uh, that the speaking is a relationship business. Um, it's, it's one human being doing business with another human being. So that bio should, should show not only your credibility as a speaker and maybe some of your background. It doesn't need to be your resume. It doesn't mean to be like 97 paragraphs there, but just a snapshot of who you are and what you do. And I again, I also like to include some of those personal pieces. So I like to include pictures of my family because, yes, I'm a speaker. Yes, I'm a podcast. Podcaster, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Yes, I'm these various things, but I'm also, I'm a husband. I'm a dad. Like those are the things that are important to me. And so because it's a relationship business, because people do business with people they know, like, and trust and create that bio, have that bio to show you as a normal human being. The fourth thing that you got to have on your website is a list of topics, list of topics. So answer the question of what do you speak about? What is it that you speak about? So if you're the type of person that's like, well, I can, you know, I can speak about anything. I can speak about everything. Nah, you can't. That doesn't work. So one of the things that we teach and one of the things we talk about is creating a menu of topics. So think about it like going to a restaurant. You know, if you and me go to a restaurant, we sit down for lunch and the waiter walks up and says, uh, you know, welcome to the restaurant. What would you like to eat? You and I would probably both ask for a menu. And if they say, well, you know, we don't have menus here. We can, we can cook whatever you want. Like we would assume like, no, you can't. Like there, there's gonna be some things you can cook and some things you can't. You can't sit down and they're like, we can cook Italian and, Amer and American and Chinese food and we can cook Mexican and we can cook like all these different cuisines. Like, no, that's like, that's not possible. So, and if they do say that, they, they all suck. I can promise you of that. So get really, really clear on what you speak about. These are the two or three topics that I speak on so that a, a potential decision maker can look at those and choose from that menu rather than you trying to write 
write something from scratch. Uh, the fifth thing, fifth thing. So number one, pictures. Number two, recommendations. Number three, bio. Number four, topics. Number five is your contact information. Your contact information. So if someone wants to book you or they have more questions, make it easy for them to connect with you. Now, I recommend that you include both a phone number and an email address. Now, 90% of communication is going to come from your email address, but there's going to be some people that want to pick up the phone and actually talk to a human being. So uh, I like to include uh, a phone number there as well. And then finally, number six is your demo video, your demo video. Now, we're not going to get into demo video much here, but you can look, uh, we talk a little bit more about that in episode two. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode two, we talk more about your demo video. But let's go over those six elements again, your, your pictures, recommendations, bio, topics, contact info, and demo video. So those are some elements that your site really does need to have. Now let's answer the question here that, that Becky had about how do you actually make the site? So I know it needs to go in there. I know I need to have one, but how do I actually put this together? Now, recently in episode 26, uh, which you want to check out, episode 26, we talk more about what to do if you have an existing site already for some other type of blog or business that you may have, and you may want to incorporate speaking into that. So if you already have a site, definitely go back, listen to episode 26. But let's assuming, like like Becky said, that you I have zero site, I have zero blog, I have nothing on the internet, I have zero presence, what do I need to do? How do I actually make the site? I know it needs to go in it, but how do I actually make it? The two best options to use is going to be WordPress or Squarespace. WordPress or Squarespace. So all of my sites are built on WordPress. That's what a lot of people use. Squarespace works really well as uh, too, but um, they, and in fact, it may actually be simpler when you're just getting started. So without getting too complex, the nutshell is that WordPress and Squarespace basically use what's called themes for you to build your site, meaning you're not starting from, from scratch. You're not starting from like a blank screen and doing something custom. It's basically like you're, you're painting by numbers, right? So uh, they're going to have some different types of, of themes or templates almost where you can drag and drop images. You can change out text. You can change maybe some colors uh, and have a sharp looking site in place by using an existing theme or template. So that's what I would recommend is using either WordPress or Squarespace to do something like that. Now, to answer Becky's second question there, if you're looking to hire someone to do it for you, there's a few places that you may want to check out. All right. So let me, let me rattle through these six different places where maybe you could check out for someone that you could potentially hire. First one, number one would be to start with your own network, start with your own network. So I would post on, you know, Facebook or even just asking around or email, you know, your cousin or your nephew or something that, you know, has some website experience and just tell them like, Hey, I'm, I'm looking at creating a website, just something really simple. Maybe show them a couple of examples of what you're looking for. And just ask and see if anyone either does that kind of work or knows someone who does that kind of work. So start with your own network. Uh, another option, number two, uh, is we actually have a free Facebook group that you need to check out. You can find it over at thespeakerlabgroup.com. Again, that is thespeakerlabgroup.com. It is a totally free Facebook group. There is well over 3,000 speakers in there at the time of this recording. Uh, and so there you can you can just ask around, see who other speakers have used, who else has created websites, someone that looked for other examples of speaker websites. So that's a question that's brought up in that, that Facebook group quite a bit. So definitely check out the speakerlabgroup.com. The third option is you could use a company called Upwork, U-P-W-O-R-K, U-P-W-R-O-R-K, Upwork. So this is uh, used to be known as um, Odesk and I think Elance. I think ultimately maybe they merged and it became Upwork. But this is a site I've used uh, quite a bit before actually in the past. And it's basically a, a list of, of freelancers. So you could post on there, 
uh, your job and your project, kind of what it is that you're looking for. You're going to have people from all over the world that would bid on that. You can kind of look through their profiles and some of their work examples and kind of go from there. But that's something that you could do. Uh, another option, number four, would be working at with a, like a local college. So maybe going to like a community college or some type of arts college and finding some type of like web design class or something. And uh, maybe even asking the professor, hey, you know, who's a student who could help me out with the project? Because a lot of times those students are, they're looking for opportunities. They're looking for chances to, to uh, actually create websites and to do the thing that they're learning in school how to do. So just talking to a local college may be a, a place to check. Uh, another one, number five, is good, would be checking Craigslist. So you could either post the job or just kind of browse around in the job listings and see if there's anybody that offers some type of, of website or WordPress or Squarespace type of service, especially in bigger markets. And, and even if you're in a smaller market, it may be worth looking into some listings in bigger markets to see if, if you can find people that could help you with that. And then another option would be uh, Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, two R's at the end there, Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. Now, Fiverr is typically going to be for like cheaper, quicker, smaller little projects, but you might find someone that's got some Squarespace or WordPress experience that may be able to help you on a bigger project, like creating a website from, from scratch. So those are a couple of different options. There are places you could start to check to find people that could help you actually create the website. Now, I, I get for a lot of people, whenever you're, especially when you're getting started, I get the need to, to save money. Uh, but I also can say this, that hiring people smarter than me to do things that I don't understand is one of the best investments that I've ever made in my business. If you don't understand websites at all, and even as we're talking through like WordPress and Squarespace, like your mind is just blown. Like I have no idea what Grant is saying right now. I would recommend hiring someone to help you. It is definitely a worthwhile investment versus you wasting time, struggling, trying to figure this all out on your own. So I would definitely, definitely look into that. So hopefully that helps you with some big picture stuff on creating your website, which your site needs to have. And then if you want to hire someone uh, where you could potentially find someone that could actually help you with that. So thanks for the question, Becky. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoy the, the two cents there about getting that first website set up, whether you're working on your first site, whether you're looking on updating a site, whether you're making a brand new site from scratch, uh, wherever you're at in the process. I hope that uh, that was helpful to you. Let us know. You can comment over on the, the show notes for the episode. Or of course, again, I'd love for you to stop by the speakerlabgroup.com. That is that free private Facebook group where you can connect with other speakers just like yourself to get feedback, support, share wins, share struggles, share questions questions, share ideas, all of that over at thespeakerlabgroup.com. Definitely check that out. All right, my friends, that wraps up episode 36. We will catch you tomorrow. You're awesome.